this one. All right, we are back at Pittsburgh Soccer now. Uh, this is Kids on a Pitch podcast. This is part two. We are starting part two uh, with the and talking about the girl side of things. Uh, and of course, with me, this is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer Now, is Matt Popchuk. Uh, uh, we're, we're done talking about the boys. We've got the girls on. And who better to bring on uh, is uh, uh, Olsh, uh, Owl Lady of Sacred Heart, head coach, Paige Petroval. Paige, uh, it's been a, a past guest on our show. And um, the girls' single A is, it's just, it's wide open, I think, this year and very exciting. And I think that why not, why not Olsh this year, right, Paige? Why not? Oh, right. Right. I think, I think single A soccer has come such a long way over the years, even since I've been um, with Olsh, I've been there for like five years now. And this year, especially, I mean, there's just been shockers all throughout, um, I think all four sections. So I think it's really open for anyone that's ready to, you know, step up and work hard and and take over. Um, I think everyone stands a pretty good chance. So it's going to be really exciting. Well, so, Paige, John, go ahead. Go ahead sorry, John, John just asked, why not Olsh? And I would like to answer his question. Defense. Defense wins championships. That's how the cliche goes, right? You mm -hmm. play, your team has played very good team defense this year. Uh, statistically, the second best scoring defense in the whole classification. Why is that? What makes your defense so good? What has made it so tough this year? Um, I think not even just pointing out our whole defense, but we've really been stressing communication this year as a whole entire unit of 11 girls on the field. Um, so I think our back line, we've really been like shoving it down their throats. Like, I need you guys to talk to each other. I need you guys to communicate. You know, we've had injuries and we've had girls step up and play in positions that they may not might not be their, you know, first pick or their most comfortable spot. But with that communication, I think they've been able to hold off teams um, very well. You know, we haven't allowed too many points this season. I don't know the exact numbers, but just them kind of working together as one whole unit um, and being patient in the defending. So we've kind of been stressing the defensive aspect because, you know, scoring, obviously you want to focus on as well, but I think that comes more naturally to my girls, at least in the attack. It's more of being patient, patient on that defensive end. So it's kind of just been a main main goal and main focus for us as a team. And Paige, I'm looking at your, you know, you, you've, again, this year you played freedom out of section this time and you beat them earlier in the season. And they were a team that I was touting, kind of touting. I kind of had them in my projection as the top, top seed, but uh, you know, the, but, and they won the whip you last year. I mean, what, in terms of those top teams in your, in the, um, in the bracket, you know, you obviously played Winchester Thurston, um mm -hmm. and and freedom um you know but riverview gets the number one seed which obviously we all know about lola abraham and Absolutely. she's a fantastic talent um and but they've, they're really coming together as a program as well um and that section that they're in you know with springdale and greensburg central catholic i'm sure i i felt like the committee this year really rewarded teams those sections like the, the the really tough sections they they didn't care in terms of the boys and the girls and all these uh classifications it seemed like they just went ahead and said you know we're gonna we're gonna seed in the top four who we think are the best teams um, but anyway what are your thoughts in terms of like freedom and where they they kind of got pushed down or you know i was surprised by that ranking 
Yeah, I was surprised too. I do know that that section one is super strong this year. Riverview's having a great season. GCC Springdale. We did get to, you know, play Springdale, Winchester, Thurston, and Freedom all in the regular season. So we've seen three of those top six teams. Um, which is something we try to do every year just so we get a better picture at playoffs. But I mean, I I think the committee when they were uh, you know organizing and pairing the playoff bracket, I think what you said is exactly right. They took teams that performed well and had a tougher schedule. Um, I mean, Springdale got seated. I think it was one above us, which I mean, well-deserved. We play them in the regular season and they beat us. So, you know, it doesn't matter just what your section looks like. It's kind of more of an overall picture, which I think is great. Um, I was kind of surprised that freedom got bumped out of that first spot too. Not surprised, like, um, saying anything poorly about any other team, but, you know, freedom's just been a powerhouse these past couple seasons. Um, and we did see them earlier in the season. And now I see we're in that top upper corner with mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, so if things go yeah. our way, we could see them in, you know, just a week or two here. And I know that they're pretty fired up because our game against them was something against the weather. Basically, it got, you know, um, kind of fogged out in the second half of the game. So we didn't get to play a full 80 minutes. And I know that probably riled them up for the rest of the season and it riled us up for the rest of the season. So a rematch would be really, really cool. Um, but I do like how the seeding came out. And I think it's going to create some really good matchups and and really bring those top two teams to high mark at the end of at the end of these next two weeks. But you looking at you have some real quality wins and yet you're, you know, they put you in the 17. It just shows how the fine line of being a, kind of in that second tier, second seating group in the top four. Oh yeah. I mean, not winning the section definitely takes a big hit on your seating. And I think that we kind of see it every year. Um, we, we try to play these tougher out of section games to get us ready for playoffs. And may, maybe that hurts the seating whenever you're looking ahead. But I mean, overall, the tougher teams you play, the more prepared you are whenever you hit postseason. So, um, you know, I think it's easy to say that you feel like you get gypped out of a, a playoff seating that you may want. But realistically, I mean, it could have gone in those five, six, seven, eight spots. I think it really could have been switched up any which way and it would be deemed fair or, um, you know, appropriate. So I think it just comes down to, you know, what the committee decides is best and we just have to roll with it and take the seed that we're given. We've been in this spot before where um, we've had a really tough path to get to the Whitfield finals a couple of years ago. And I think that's just more motivation for not just our team, but every team. If you're given a tough path, you want to prove everybody wrong. And, and like us, I know you want to seed us seven. Okay. Well, let us show you that we deserved better than that. So I think we can use that as motivation. Matt. Yeah, I, I was just going to say earlier, Coach, uh, looking at matchups and looking at the bracket in the interest of, for your sake, not putting the cart before the horse, uh, Waynesburg Central. Let's look at round one, game one, Waynesburg Central, Tuesday evening, the 24th, 6 p.m. first touch. Uh, can you give us an impromptu scouting report of your first round opponent and what you're going to tell your team as you prepare for that first round game? Um, so I do think it's important to scout the other team, but I like to more reflect on what we're doing and focus on our game. So whenever I go into these postseason matches or really just any match in the regular season, I focus on us playing our game and what we need to 
do to be at our very best because I think if the girls play up there up to their potential then we control the game and we control the narrative of what's about to happen so we've been focusing on like I said communication all season we've been focusing on patient 1v1 defending and we've been focusing on keeping the ball on the ground and playing short simple passes throughout the game if the girls play at that speed of play that they're capable of and they play together as 11 girls on one team and one unit rather than 11 individuals scattered around the pitch, then I think that it doesn't really matter what the other team does. I mean, obviously it matters, but our focus should be on ourselves. And that's just kind of the way I like to frame it because, you know, if you look too much into another team, I think it starts to become like a mental game and like a mindset type thing. And at least for my group of girls, their mindset needs to be focusing on themselves and being at their best. Um, so that's kind of how we we go into all of these different rounds and, and games against opponents that are are tough because we've seen a lot of tough teams this season. So just focusing on ourselves is is the route that we're going to take. And one of the things that John and I have been talking about throughout the podcast today as we look at the different brackets and as we look in particular at the teams that we think have the potential to do well, um, you know, you guys were Whippeal runners up in 2020 the pandemic year, a uh, challenging year for multiple reasons, but it ended up with a really good showing by you guys getting that silver medal uh, in the Whippeal tournament. Um, a, a lot of these teams that did really well, you know, 2020 around that time, the freshmen on those teams are now the seniors, uh, the leaders of the teams that are going into this year's playoffs. Is that something that you guys maybe have going for you? Because we've seen it in other playoff brackets all it takes sometimes is that group of really experienced tight-knit smart you know seasoned seniors to come together in the exact right place in the exact right time and catch lightning in a bottle yeah I mean I think that's exactly what happened for us that 2020 season that group of seniors was really close they had one goal and that was to win and not be able to be stopped and I mean they, they made it very far, the farthest we've gotten in school history to a Whippeal championship game. Um, and I think that these girls that were freshmen that year, they're seniors this year, and they've tasted it. And now they want it back before their time is up. So I think they all have one goal in mind, too. They've been working super, super hard all season to improve on the little things to get us ready for this exact um, you know, time in this exact moment. So I think because they got the taste of it and we had freshmen that year that were getting significant playing time. I mean, Alexa Taylor was one of our leading scorers that year as a freshman. And now she's back her senior year. She's a three-year captain. She's ready to just put the pedal to the metal along with everybody else. I mean, we have uh, Daria Sharon who was getting uh, a lot of time her freshman year. Faith Gartley has stepped up as a goalkeeper um, following, you know, our, the graduation of that 2020 goalkeeper, Bella. So I think all of these girls have been building a really strong foundation over the past three to four years. And now they're just, you know, ready to go. And, and the younger girls that have come up, they see that passion in them and they want to match it. So, you know, I don't think if you looked at the field and, and, knew what year each player was or what each class they were, I don't think you'd be able to tell a, a, a freshman or a sophomore from a junior or a senior. I mean, they all play at such a high intensity and they all want it just as badly as one another. Um, I think that plays a big role in why we've had um, a pretty successful season thus far and why I hope that we continue that on um, as these playoffs roll out. Well, Paige, I 
really appreciate you joining us. This is uh, it's always good to have you on. And uh, I, I really think that uh, in single A, I think there's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that could could really threaten and, and make a make a run. Uh, there's no dominant team in in at the top. You know, for years it was Greensburg Central and Shadyside Academy. And in the last few years, really since the year your your group came up and, and really made the challenge. Uh, as Matt mentioned in 2020, I think it's been, it's just been fun every year. So I'm sure the other thing is, you know, 2020, you, you, you had to play at uh, high school stadiums, even in the, the final. Um, so the goal of getting to Highmark stadium, I'm sure that's something that everyone's excited about. Absolutely. They want to get to Highmark and in the year 2020, they, since it was COVID, they took less teams to the PIAA playoffs. So even though we right. made the Whitfield finals, we didn't get that opportunity to play in the state playoffs. And I know that they're hungry for that as well. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot for all the teams to look forward. And like you said, I think it's just going to be super exciting because there's not a one clear front runner. I think it just depends on the day and what, how the team steps out on the field. Um, everyone's so talented that it's it's going to just be really really fun to watch and be a part of. So we're I know we're excited. And I'm sure all the other teams are excited as well. All right. Well, Paige, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll be a good watching you and following you, and maybe even be out at one of the two of the games uh, as the playoffs pr progress. And uh, good luck the rest of the way. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you, Coach. Right. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. All right, we're back. Uh, we have Ed Rosensteel with us. Ed, uh, this year, uh, this you've been coached uh, Ringgold. Uh, you guys came up just a little short, I guess, as far as yeah. the playoffs go. But we uh, we really always appreciate your your knowledge and insight of uh, girls high school soccer in our region. Of course, you're very very involved um, in all aspects of girls soccer, high school soccer, because of Mo Rosensteel um, Foundation and all the good work that you're doing. Uh, with that as well and of course taking a look at all those top players in our area who uh, would be eligible for the Rosensteel um, award uh, at the end of the season and there's been some really great um, individual performances but uh, you also host a, 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 a what is it at the beginning of the season a kind of like an early season uh, one day uh, event at Norwin High School um, yeah. so but Ed, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Great to have you back. You know, I know you've contributed to Pittsburgh soccer now over the years too. So we're glad to to talk to you. We wish you could still be coaching in the playoffs, but but we're glad to have you with us. As do I and at least 26 girls. So, but thanks for having me. Always enjoy talking, John. So Ed, uh, you know, here we are, uh, 3A. I really wanted to talk to you about 3A girls. It's, mm -hmm. I thought last year was obviously one of the most fascinating fields um it came down of course to everyone wanted to see moon versus mars and yep. we got that we got it twice um you know but I, I think 3a this year it's a lot more wide open uh especially uh, just a lot more wide open and i think some of it has to do with moon's uh, section uh, alone uh because they've got south fayette has emerged and mm -hmm. montour has emerged and I think that's that's been fascinating. And of course, your section, but you know, there's some teams that Bell Vernons and Ringgolds that usually get in there, and it was very competitive. Um, so, what are your thoughts overall in terms of girls three uh, A? Yeah, three A. So yeah, last year it was the premonition, Moon and Mars. <laughs> this year, since the beginning, you know, talking to everybody and. You know, starting back at the Mo Classic, you know, we're fortunate 
um, that we have TJ, we have Latrobe, we have Franklin Regional there. And, you know, you talk to everybody in that group, Coach Jamie, Coach Sean, and Coach Scott, they all had the same feeling too. This year's a lot more wide open than any years it has been in the past. But, you know, you say that, and then you look at the seedings. Number one, Mars. Number three, Moon. And you always talk about they do it every year and the culture that this their whole program brings top to bottom. Well, you can't forget Plum because they've been they they they've been there all those years. They have unfortunately just ran into Moon last year, and they want the three way battle. You know, year after year after year with uh, Mars just coming up short. So, really, you know, as everybody talks about Moon and Mars, there's Plum there. They're always pushing, and but at the same time, now you have a TJ that's coming in and. They're playing really well right now. And, um, you know, and also you can take from our section EF that, you know, that we were part of um, how well they're playing and the ball's moving. And Latrobe, you know, the Riley sisters, Ava Yurko, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, God, who am I leaving? There's, I had five of them on our watch list. Um, right. You know, Ava Lorenzi and Maddie Petruzzi, um, you know, I understand that Robin maybe had a little bit of a ankle knock, but to say that she was on limited times coming into the Mo classic and she just came out, played 70 minutes and scored four goals. So, so much for limitations. Uh, they're going to be dangerous again, you know, and they, they, they fell to Mars last year in the Whippeal. So there there's, these going to be these opportunities, you know, Montour, Beginning of the year, a buddy of mine told me, keep an eye out for Montour. They're going to make noise. They're going to be competitive. And we all know when you get into the playoffs, the one thing can happen. You know, let's say, let's hopefully not say an injury, but weather comes, different things happen. Um, Oakland Catholic going into Thomas Jefferson. Oakland Catholic has been the spoiler in the first round on many occasions. They're comfortable mm -hmm. doing it. They don't, they, their seed don't bother them. And so, um, but I do think the seedings really pair up for some great second round matchups. If, you know, things are chalk, uh, a TJ versus South Fayette, that could see a wonderful matchup of speed and ball play versus a very good young goalkeeper uh, for South Fayette. Um, trying to catch, uh, Caitlin Thompson. So, you know, that you can see that, and then you can see a Moon and Latrobe matchup, which, I mean, that's that's a heck of a matchup just for the second round. So 3A mm -hmm. wide open, tons of talent. Didn't even talk about Franklin Regional really yet, about the opportunities they have. You know, Franklin Regional, you have Arissa Lamana, a goalkeeper who's going to Coastal Carolina. You got goal scorers and uh, Alyssa Velasquez and Abby Pat Patterline. Um, that's it's it's going to be dynamic to see what happens and maybe what domino falls first in all of this. Yeah, it's uh, the other one I was looking at was on the uh, left side of the bracket. Uh, 
you got Hampton and Elizabeth forward in round one. If Hampton handles business, then maybe Mars Hampton, another very interesting sort of neighborhood rivalry mm -hmm. uh, in round two. And uh, the scrappy Talbots, uh, you know, maybe they don't advance, but maybe they give Mars a game. Who knows? Yeah, and I, I think that Hampton, Elizabeth, and the Montour Franklin Regional, those are by far, to me, the two best games coming out of the opening round. Um, not just because their seeds are close. I think they're great matchups. I think each team has something a little bit different they show and can provide in a game. So you're going to see, you know, that opportunity for a goalkeeper to stand on her head or someone's just going to be maybe the overtime hero. Is there any reason to believe that it won't be Moon and Mars again this year? Do you see any uh, chinks in the armor as far as those teams are concerned, aside from, you know, like you said, the general emergence of other teams in the classification? Well, to see a chink in the armor would be kind of hard. I mean, <laughs> um, again, it, so take Mars. I mean, you, you sit there and look at it, and okay, you know, the, fir the first year they went to – the Whippy on state said, okay, well, Taylor Hamlet's gone. Well, now the all the Caulfields are gone now, and all the Dunaways are gone now. And but they're still right there. They're yeah. they you know, they they have that culture. So um, and for Moon, yeah, you know, they only won between well, what between the last two of the, the between Moon and Mars, six of the last seven uh titles and three A have come from them. 2021, they both won because it was 4A Moon and 3A Mars. I, I mean, it's and so... the one year, Ed, the one year that, Mar uh, that uh, Mars lost to Oakland Catholic, I mean, that was a pretty big upset. I mean, they were... Yeah. It was a really good Oakland Catholic team, but that was, that was a pretty big upset. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's, it, it's so hard to say those two teams aren't aren't going to be there at least one of them even but you know each coach will probably tell you they have work to do um and but also have the expectations of being there as well i, I mean well bill only has 500 wins under his belt i mean <laughs> you know nothing to sneeze at but um plum's gonna make plum's gonna definitely i think push someone to their limit if not get there um it, you know, and to see Latrobe, I mean, Latrobe can easily get there as well. Um, I, I, I don't see why they couldn't get there based on the, the firepower that they have and what we've seen in person from them. It's it's high level. Of all the girls brackets, does it just does it strike you that three A is the one that has the most potential for chaos just up and down the, the thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's you know, you, you look at like we were talking, you know, an eight nine matchup of Hampton versus EF and that going to take on Mars. And it could be a Hampton Mars matchup where teams know each other very well. And then you have Montour and Franklin. And, you know, Montour can go into Plum. Franklin's familiar with Plum. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's going to be unique. Penn Trafford, you know, someone, no, who knows? You know, they, people sometimes just say oh, it's a 12-5 matchup. Penn Trafford has shown last year going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Mars in the opening round. I, I mean, 
a lot of those girls are back. So to take Mars, you know, to the limit in the opening round, boy, you, you know they're going to be hungry to get in there and play and prove themselves. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, John is uh, – I have to defer to John, the group historian for this, but, uh, you know, I always talk about how um, – what a dubious achievement it is for – a school's boys and girls team to win Whippeal championships in the same year. Of course, Moon did it last year. Yeah. Moon could conceivably do that again this year with boys and girls in 3A. I wonder, uh, maybe John knows this off the top of my head because I do not, but I wonder how many schools have done it back-to-back, boys and girls, two years in a row in the same in the same year because that certainly seems like it's within Moon's reach this year. Yeah, the only and I I'd have to check. I don't I have to check, but Greensburg Central Catholic um did that two years in a row. But I think that at one point their girls program didn't win when the boys won back to back when they had the Nate Ward team. Um I can't remember if the girls won back to back those two years too, but that might be the most recent one that I can think of. But yeah, mm-hmm. otherwise it's very, very hard to to find. I mean, there's been some runs with Upper St. Clair and Peters Township where both Peters Township. boys and girls, yeah, have had been have been outstanding. But I don't know about back to back both of them. That would be really something. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Ed, you know, before we let you go, uh, just any thoughts in terms of we were looking around. I was a little surprised by the one A seating, uh, Riverview getting the one seat over Freedom. But I mean, Lola Abraham is probably a different speaker that, you know, that that, that definitely can, especially at the 1A level. But um, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of good teams at the 1A level. And then, of course, just kind of getting your thoughts on um, the 2A, the Avonworth, the Avonworth North Catholic is sort of uh, kind of doing the uh, Mars Mars Moon thing or, or actually both right. in the same section uh, getting the top seeds uh, this time around. See, the committee may have learned because what they did in the past was they put whichever one won that section one and then they put the other one five or six yeah and it was avonworth the last couple of years got like a five or six and they ended up winning the whole thing because they got healthy during the playoffs interesting right. that the, the committee went in this direction this year yeah so you you look at that and it's nice to see them on opposite sides just for the fact that you know avonworth is a very good team they're you know they know the path to get there They've done it. They're going to be, you know, Fiona Mann's going to be doing her thing. And then you add in North Catholic. North Catholic's chomping at the bit to be that team, to win a Whippeal. You know, you, you see DJ, D, and then now you got Myla helping him. Uh, so the whole Sharpless clan is there pretty much. Um, so they want to win. And they're going to they're gonna push. And But at the same time, you know, again, you have your shady side sitting there. That might be, you know, one of the teams they have to get through. Uh, Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant puts up big numbers, but sometimes they're forgotten just because they're out where they are. Um, That's a path they might have to go through as well. And then, you know, Freeport's going to be a challenge. I think over on the other side, South Park, uh, TJ O'Brien, I know he likes his team a lot. Um, where and how they play and where their strengths lie could just be a complete matchup. Uh, so, you know, you have your one and two, I think by far everybody would pick as the favorites, but there is that next group sitting below them that they're going to be really probably a problem for 
each team's definitely going to have, I think, a close call. If 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 they would hold chalk and go Avonworth and North Catholic, they're definitely going to have a close call along the way. I had I had Mount Pleasant as my top seed. I really did because I thought they went out of section. They beat everybody they needed to. They beat three A two A teams. They beat them right four A teams, and they were in the final last year. They gave Avonworth everything they could. Mm -hmm. um, excellent coaching. Uh, you yeah. know, Rich is is a Rich great is coach. A great and I just, I was surprised, but I think they get the, you know, the little bit of a snub, that section always seems to get a little bit of a snub. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And and sometimes that's the case. I, I know with our section in 3A, you know, that sometimes is a little bit challenging when I think it goes to seating for like a TJ and EF because, well, for the longest time, we didn't even have a win out of the first round out of that section. Um, and then finally, Bell Vernon broke through. But um, so that that can hamper your seating sometimes. But, you know, once you're once you're in there, coaches like, you know, Rich, they're, they're not going to worry about what that number seed was. They're, they're going to go out and prepare for every game. So, you know, it's a different path, maybe one than everybody expected, but they'll, they'll go at it um, with one a, you know. Yeah, Lola Abraham can definitely be a difference maker. Um, but, you know, is she going to be able to do it for four games during the title? That's the challenge. Um, especially, you know, you're being looked at and marked so differently day by day in your section matchups, but now you get into playoffs. And there now you're looking at new ways maybe how she's marked and how they're played um who they're going up against uh so you know you see them maybe running into winchester thurston or you know gcc you know not really familiar with winchester thurston on the girls side that much right now uh you know we know gcc has had a number of problems this year with players so it's going to be a challenge um for them to compete so it's going to be, uh, to be honest with you, I think she runs through that side as well as the team. Sean's a good coach. Um, I, I think they get there, but she's definitely going to be challenged. It's just she's that level of player where people are going to go out of their way to try and take her out of the game, which obviously is something she's not used to dealing with. She's has dealt with it. Um, you know, seen him, seen people to try and do that with Bailey Cartwright over the years, um, in the one A level. And Mary got us the one year; she was able to figure it out. But um, you know, they uh, that that's that's going to be a challenge for her and Sean to adjust to. And then freedom, yeah, freedom just keeps another team. You you know, when we're talking about three A and Moon and Mars and Plum, even just keep clicking along. Here's freedom. Coach Williams, you know, he's up there doing his thing. Collins constantly seems to have that one or two girls that can just fill the back of the net and then play sound defense behind them. So here they are again. So um, as far as the other side, you know, Shalleroy at a three seed. Um, they, they Knowing some of the Shalleroy parents and – getting to know a couple of those players, they have to be ec ecstatic with that being a three seed. Um, 
it's been a while they've been that high of a seed probably not since really 2015 when they played us in the GCC in the finals um, under Coach Rue there. So this is going to be exciting for them. Uh, and I'm sure they'll be focused. Uh, you got Boots Donger, who's going to hit the 100 uh, career goal mark. Uh, you have Car Bella Corrado, who's an outstanding player. They picked up some young players to help support that cast there. That's, you know, because – uh boots and bella been there you know this is her senior year but they finally got the supporting staff to go around them so it'll be interesting to see what they do in the 1a side and uh you know do they get a matchup against freedom you know a matchup is against springdale i think that's a great second round matchup shallow springdale springdale is you know one of those teams i think it can make some noise the other this other side of the bracket is i think more where you're going to get your surprises in 1A. Um, where, you know, the other side, it's it, what do you do with Lowell Abraham? So it, it's going to be fun to watch. And uh, we'll just, you know, for me, I'm just looking forward to it. They, I think they spaced the games out pretty well that I can move around and watch a lot of these games. So. Well, and let's wrap it up with 4A. I, I just, again, we talked about um, kind of chalk in terms of uh, seeding, at least. I, I feel like they went opposite of the boys in, in 4A uh, <laughs> and, and went pretty much every other team from each section uh, all the way through. But North Allegheny, I mean, they're, they, up until 2018, it was hard to believe they had never won a Whippeal. Now they're they're on the verge, potentially, of a four a fourth Whippeal title in five years if if they if everything goes according to form. If, Right. Yeah. And so you, you look at that program and what it's done and how it's just continued to fill in. Hey, that, you know, a Schapansky moves on, uh, you know, uh, Lucia Wells moves on, but they just keep moving along. It doesn't the, the play doesn't change. The style play really doesn't change. It's, it's a fast paced play. Ball does a lot of the work. Um, it's, it's amazing what they've put together, um, over these last four years, now five, um, upper St. Clair definitely would like to have something to say about it. They, they are a very strong team and it's not going to be one of those, ah, we got all these seniors together and that they're, they're, they're lock and loaded for a couple of years, really, um, you know, Sarah Dupree, the Mascaro girls. Um, there's, I'm, I know I'm missing girls off the top of my head there, but they're, they're, you know, very good, solid team. They're, you know, coach probably told me they're, they're right up there with North Allegheny. Um, and then you throw Peters Township in, always Pat, you know, Pat's always putting a good product on the field. And obviously, well, coaching are going to compete. Seneca Valley at the four. Again, another team that's been there. Another team who is familiar with being the upset-minded team. So it's going to be, even though it's only eight teams going into that, that's going to be a very, very fun playoff bracket, top to bottom. I, I think you'll you'll see a surprise. 
I think last year there were several overtime games inside of the, you know, the 4A bracket. So I I almost expect to see that again this year. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it was last year or the, the year before, but Fox Chapel, um, one of the lower seeds, the seven or an eight seed, I don't think they scored a goal, but they made it all the way to the semifinals and played every match went to PKs. Yeah. Um, they almost had the distinction of making it to the final without scoring a goal um, in run of play. I, I just thought uh, you just never know, especially at that level. Um, there's more, it seems like there's more draws in the 4A level yes. than every other level um, because, you know, they're just not going to give an inch and 11 players deep and organization, the coaching, everything is just, it's, it's very high quality. And so um, a, a lot does not separate or less separates maybe the first to the eighth seed. Yeah. Then since they made the 4A classification and you have your two really, you know, sections only the familiarity with each other, even cross games and everything, it, it became, you know, that much more familiar um, with how those teams are playing. So when you get to this time of year, yeah, everybody pretty much knows everybody. And if they don't, they sure in heck got film on them. So. so true. And last year we saw that evident right into the final where North Allegheny and Peters went to penalty kicks. And yep. um, I don't expect anything less this year. I think it'll be probably on that level. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. All right, Ed. Well, thank you uh, so much for joining us. Uh, it's always great to get your insights and you you know so much about the game in terms of our area uh, and on the girls' side. So, um, you know, we'll be looking forward to, to seeing uh, – connecting with you probably in the coming weeks. I know we always like to chat and, and yep. connect uh, regarding uh, regarding the playoffs. Yep, I appreciate it very much. Look forward to the start of it. Thanks, Ed. All right, thanks, Ed. All right, Have guys. One. Yep. All right. All right. That was Ed Rosenstiel. Uh, of course, you know, having someone like Ed and kind of in our back pocket to, uh, hey, we're, give us uh, insight in terms of all the classifications. Uh, I do appreciate that uh, on the girls side. So, so, so we're ready to go, Matt. Um, I don't know. Before we sign off, though, is there any matchups on either side, boys or girls? Uh, that are coming up Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, in those first rounds. Uh, you mentioned a few, but maybe one that you haven't mentioned that really stands out. Like, hey, you know what? This would be a great game. Maybe Pittsburgh soccer now, we could head out there. Um, is there any any that jump out to you yet uh, so far? Well, uh, I'll go bracket by bracket. And before I do, I didn't have time to uh, jump on something that Ed said about Upper St. Clair. That girls team conceded only three times the entire season, which blows my freaking mind. I don't care what mm -hmm. level you're at, what level your competition is at. That is phenomenal. And we talked I about think especially at that level. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And we talked about boys and girls teams that could win concurrently. Upper St. Clair is one of those schools that I think has a shot to do it. Mm -hmm. um, looking bracket by bracket, though, at first round matchups. Um, the ones that jump out at me in boys 4A, um, Upper St. Clair and Fox Chapel, just because Fox Chapel plays in that proverbial section of death. And Upper St. Clair is my under-the-radar pick to do very well in boys 4A this year. And looking, uh, moving on to boys class 3A, 
Um, the one that I'm looking at and the one that I'm hopefully going to be getting a statement from Chris Knopf about uh, in the foreseeable future is Mars against Franklin Regional. Franklin Regional is yeah. a team that has had championship success in recent years. They've been hit very hard by roster attrition and they've had a tough time in that section, I think, kind of recovering from that. But they're still a, a very well people. That's a rematch of the 2020, I think, was the final. Maybe even one other year. But that was a 2020 final. That was a classic. I think it went to overtime. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be a very entertaining one. And as I mentioned before, South Fayette and Greater Latrobe, really a shame that one team has to lose that game. Because I think, depending upon how the seating shook out, both of those teams could have conceivably gone on long runs in 3A. Looking at boys 2A, um, that, uh, you know, Shadyside and Beaver, uh, I think, could be a really interesting first-round contest just because Beaver was the under-the-radar team last year, and they have to go and prove themselves again all over again this year against a Shadyside Academy team that is themselves an under-the-radar team because of what Deer Lakes did in winning their section this year. And the potential exists, we talked about earlier, for that Deer Lakes-Shadyside uh, second-round contest, so... I think I'm going to be keeping an eye on that one in boys 2A, looking at boys 1A. It always 1A. seems like whenever we anticipate a matchup, it doesn't happen, you know. <laughs> it, 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 that's the, well, playoff soccer. That's no, you're absolutely it, yeah. right. That's the way that's it goes right. sometimes. Um, on the left side of the boys 1A bracket, I am looking at Winchester Thurston and Eden Christian because in the past, Eden Christian yeah. has given West Winchester Thurston uh, a game yeah. in the playoffs, but haven't been able to conquer that team uh, as of yet. And if Winchester that's a really good wins, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those eight, nine ones that, yeah, those teams, any other, some other years might be close a top two or three seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if Winchester Thurston wins, of course, the potential exists for the rematch with Charleroi. Uh, moving on to mm -hmm. girls for a, uh, the one that jumps out at me again is, um, Upper St. Clair Butler, simply because um, I, I just uh, I think this Upper St. Clair team is a team that I would like to see play in person at least once before the 2023 calendar year is over because of that stifling defense, because of that consistent offense. They look like a team that is just a pleasure to watch and they could uh, they could be a team that uh, surprises North Allegheny or Seneca Valley, for that matter, uh, if they're good enough to make it to Highmark Stadium. In girls 3A, uh, looking at uh, the bracket and looking at some of the things that Ed had talked about, um, Montour Franklin Regional kind of jumps out at me because Montour was supposed to be the dark horse team this year. Uh, emphasis mm -hmm. on supposed to be. And Franklin Regional, they're a team that has a lot of playoff experience. And selfishly, I think a plum Franklin Regional second round uh, affair could be fun to watch just because of the neighborhood rivalry and the implications there. Uh, two very interesting uh, Westmoreland or Eastern area teams, uh, if you will, potentially going at it there. Uh, moving on in girls 2A, looking at enticing first round matchups. I mean, uh, well, here you go. We don't have to wait for Deer Lakes and Shadyside Academy because they're facing each other in round one in the girls bracket. There, there's Crazy. your Shadyside Deer Lakes contest. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's a that's a slam dunk answer to that question. And finally, but of course, different sections in yes, on the girls. Side. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. Uh, very valid point. And last but not least, girls one A. Um, yeah, 
and Paige sort of talked about it, just a, a very loaded bracket this year. Um, I, I am interested in seeing what Olsh does because they have those freshmen who are now seniors that have that experience making it to a championship game in 2020, even though they came up short. They have uh, a first-round matchup that seems on paper favorable. Um, getting past freedom will be no mean feat simply because freedom is – freedom <laughs> you know they're there year after year after year and girls 1a but uh y- you know I- if you're looking for a team that could turn heads in girls 1a maybe it is Olsh. uh you never know so uh i'll be keeping an eye on what they do on tuesday night all right well we will be keeping an eye on what everyone's going to be doing uh just keep up with everything of pittsburgh soccer now we'll have the uh, latest scores updates uh we'll look at the the pre kind of look at each round um Round by round, um, we'll probably have some more uh, podcasts, uh, Kids on the Pitch podcast. We'll have a lot uh, going on as far as covering the Whippeal um, soccer playoffs. But of course, all roads lead to Highmark Stadium, uh, and that will be the week, the last week, uh, the first week of November. Um, we plan to be there every game, have full coverage, and uh, looking forward to all of that. So, all right, again, uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining me. This was a, this was a blast. Uh, we give a lot of people a lot of insights uh, heading into playoffs, and I think this uh, this is a great way to do that. And, uh, again, thanks for your time today, and uh, thanks for all your contributions to Pittsburgh soccer now. Always a pleasure, and, uh, boy, I feel smarter than I did a couple hours ago. I hope I our audience too. certainly – I hope our audience does as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got to get these uh get these up and running and uh, we'll be uh we'll be uh talking to you soon. Thank you and have a great day.